You're listening to the Culture of Blessings podcast with Jay Shep, where we give you insight and inspiration to help you live your best life. Thank you for tuning in. What's up, guys? It's Jay Shep. I'm back with another episode of the Culture of Blessings podcast. This week, I have a very special episode. A few weeks ago, I had the opportunity to go to my hometown of Chicago and do my very first motivational meetup and right now we're going to listen to part one of this motivational meetup you're going to hear a little bit of music from my good friend Fernard Burton singing his brand new single finish strong and then you're going to hear me talking a little bit about my brand new book 50 days of blessings and a little bit of storytelling of how I began to love the game of baseball and the lessons that baseball taught me about creating a vision for myself so I want you guys to dig in, take some notes, and enjoy part one of the motivational meetup here on the Cultural Blessings podcast. Peace and blessings. Because not only is he getting in shape and getting fit, but he's living his dream also musically. He recently just released his very first single entitled Finish Strong. It's doing extremely well. He's going to sing that tonight here at the motivational meetup. Give it up for my good friend, Bernard Burton. What up, y'all? If y'all ain't got that yet, you know, go and get that. It's on iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, everywhere. Just put in Bernard, finish strong. Nobody's care. I see you saving away for a rainy day, but clouds come and stay. Seems nobody's there. I see you waiting on tasks just to explain the sharp pain in your chest. Seems nobody knows. Oh, 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 finish strong, just keep holding on, oh, 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 finish strong, just keep holding on, I see you taking a long to get that degree to help back at home seems too hard to bear. I see you fighting for time with a judge that don't care for your right to be there. It seems it never ends, no. I see you covering the stain when the wrong touch came just to hide the shame. You hope they'll never know. But oh, finish strong. Just keep holding on. Oh, finish strong. Just keep 
holding on. See, even clocks are right twice a day. Just stay on the wall, come what may. Listen, cause diamonds don't crumble under pressure. Yeah. See, diamonds don't crumble under pressure. Hey. See, diamonds don't crumble under pressure. So finish strong, finish strong. Just keep holding on. Finish strong, finish strong. See, just keep holding on. Just keep holding on. That's that piece. I want you guys to go pick up his new single, Finish Strong. It's on iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify, Google Play, YouTube, Tidal. Check it out wherever music is sold or played or streamed. Go check out Bernard, Finish Strong. Give him a hand one more time. So I'm excited tonight. I'm very excited because as I launched this brand new venture, going into the future. I'm excited about the future. As I stand here, I got so full of gratitude, even in the back, that I, I just started to be thankful for what God has done. Because it's something to speak things into existence, but it's another thing to speak things until they exist. And this was something that I spoke until it existed. And I just got so full of gratitude. I was thankful for the people who helped make this all come together. Because people don't always have to be kind or be nice. They don't always have to lend their talents or their space. But you'll never know who's in your corner until you ask. So I'm grateful and appreciative of everyone who came out to make this evening possible on this evening. All right? But I'm thankful. I wrote a song entitled Blessings last year. And when we recorded the song, I had no idea of the response that I would get from the song. And I prayed about it, and God had me to, be, to get into a place of consecration and study blessings. And for 50 straight days, I was on social media using this hashtag, 50 Days of Blessings. And at the end of that time last year, I was like, okay, cool, it's done. What's next? And I talked to my wife, and I honor my wife who's not here on this evening. I love you, babe. Um, I told her that I wanted to write a book, and she was like, write it. And so I didn't write it right then and there. And I probably got a little discouraged. I probably was kind of like, ah, no big deal. Who's going to know that I didn't write the book? I would know. I didn't write that book. And it took me a whole year's time, and I got to September, early September uh, of this, this month, the first day of September, and my wife and I were on vacation in Cabo San Lucas, and I was reading a book by Jack Canfield called The Success Principles. And as I was reading that book, I started writing down my goals and my dreams and my visions, and it came back to me that I was supposed to write this book. And 
when I thought about it, I was like, I want to get this thing done before my first motivational meetup, which is a stretch. But I got home, I turned the computer on, I worked nonstop to get this book finished, and it's done. Entitled 50 Days of Blessings, Biblical Affirmations to Help You Live a Blessed Life. I want everyone to thank you. Thank you. I want everyone to be able to walk out with a copy. I have some here in the back. If you're watching this right now, feel free to shoot me a DM and I will ship you a copy of the book. I'll let you know how to get it. But this is a prime example of speaking things until they exist. We've got to go a step further. We keep hearing people talking about speak things into existence, but you have to visualize yourself doing something so much bigger than you. This book is bigger than me. This is not about me. My face may be on it. I look pretty good too. Yeah, yeah. But it's bigger than me. The idea is bigger than me. The idea of blessings is bigger than me. The idea of inspiring people is bigger than me. And inside of this book, for example, let's go to day 14. It says, blessings cause me to live my life with good intentions towards others. That's an affirmation. Matthew 5 and 8, blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. Reflections, what are three ways I will commit to having good intentions towards others? And on these reflections, it's going to cause you to write and think about these things and be intentional about the things that you want to see happen in your life. So I pray that everyone will get, pick up this book, 50 Days of Blessings, Biblical Affirmations to Help You Live a Blessed Life. So there was this little boy who grew up in the south suburbs of Chicago. And this little boy had a, he lived a pretty good life. It was interesting because he was in a, uh, a neighborhood of people who didn't look exactly like him. You know, he was kind of the only black face in the, amongst the crowd of other white little kids, but it didn't matter to him because he didn't really he didn't really see them for their color. He just saw them as people. And so during this time, as he was living on his block, he got really interested in the game of baseball. And not just baseball, he got interested in the Cubs. And this year was 1987. Now, you may say, 1987? What did the Cubs win in 1987? They didn't. They were in last place. They actually had the worst record in all of baseball that particular season. So how did this little boy fall in love with the Cubs in 1987? Two words, Andre Dawson. He fell in love with the Cubs because of Andre Dawson. Who was Andre Dawson? His nickname was the Hawk. He was about 6'5", skinny, but muscular, had a long jerry curl, the juice is dripping off the back of his uniform. You can see the jerry curl juice on the, back of his, on the back of his jersey. But he had a strong arm. He could hit for power. He could hit for average. He had speed. That year, Andre Dawson led all of baseball in home runs and RBIs. And he won the MVP for a last place team. This little boy was me. I fell in love with the Cubs 
because of Andre Dawson. And you're like, well, how could you fall in love with the team? I saw Andre Dawson's commitment to being the best baseball player on the planet, despite his team being the worst team in baseball. What, little, what we really don't realize about Andre Dawson that season was that no team wanted to sign him. He came from the Montreal Expos. He was a great player, but they, they pegged him as having knee problems. You don't want to sign this guy. He's not going to be any good. Dawson is washed up. His knees are done. He played on AstroTurf too long. He doesn't have the speed anymore. Don't waste your money on him. Andre Dawson came to the Cubs and said, look, I want to play here. Nobody else wants to give me a shot. I will play for a blank check. A blank check. So think about this. The vision that he had, oh, I'm going to win MVP. It doesn't matter what these other teams think. I know what I'm capable of. I know that I'm the best. I know that I'm going to aim high, rise high, and I'm going to finish strong. So that blank check turned into a big, big payday for Andre Dawson. Ultimately, he became a baseball Hall of Famer. But the impact that Andre Dawson had upon my life is, is unimaginable. And little to my surprise, the other day, I happened to go to the Cubs game with my friend. And who was singing, take me out to the ball game, was no other than Andre Dawson. And I was like, whoa, the hawk. I could still remember the days of being that little kid who fell in love with baseball. So my dream was to be like Andre Dawson. I still remember his batting style. I still remember how he stood at the plate. I still remember how he chewed his gum, how he wore the curl. Never wanted the curl, though. Never, wanted, never quite wanted the curl. But I remember how he could run, how he could hit, how he could throw. And I said, I want to play Little League because I want to be like Andre Dawson. So finally, after years and years and years of begging my parents to let me play Little League, they finally let me play at age 12. And here I am, probably the most athletic on the team. I'm strong, I can run, I can hit a little bit. And my coach let me bat lead off because I knew I, I'm, I'm the star, baby. I'm the star. Jason is the star of this team. He's going to be like Andre Dawson. He's going to carry this team. So we go through the training camp. I go to all the, all the practices, and I do well in practice. But now it's game time. It's game time. My first game, I have my, my batting gloves, I had my mitt, had my bat, had my cleats, had my stirrups, everything was ready. I was in place, I was clean, I was ready. Let off the game, stood in the plate, first pitch came, took it right down the middle, strike one. It's cool. Second pitch came, I'm swinging no matter what. Strike two. I said, wait a minute. This, this can't be happening. Third pitch came. Swing and miss. Strike three. Struck out. My very first at bat of Little League. Struck out. I'm 12 years old. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. I have to do a Mary J. Blige. I'm not going to cry. 
I'm not, I didn't cry though. I got to the dugout, said it's all good. Next at bat, I'm gonna get it. Three straight swings and misses. Second at bat. Third at bat, I walked. I got on base. Fourth at bat, another strikeout. So here I am in my very first little league appearance trying to be like Andre Dawson, and I struck out three times. Dejected. I knew in my mind what I wanted to be. Andre, that was the goal. Ken Griffey Jr., Barry Bonds, that was the goal. I saw those guys on TV. I knew this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to hit, I'm going to run, I'm going to throw, I'm going to be the best teammate I can possibly be. But I felt like I let my whole team down. But most of all, I felt like I left, let myself down when I struck out those three times. Now, some of you all may feel like that in life. You try to start a business, swing and miss. Tried to get married, swing and miss. Tried to have children, swing and miss. Tried to go to school, swing and miss. Tried to get that house, swing and miss. Everything seems to be a swing and miss, a swing and miss, a swing and miss. And then you let your head hang, and then you get out the game. Because you allow for a swing and a miss, for a strikeout, to lose sight of your vision. This is what I love about baseball, though. There's always a next game. There was always a next game. And so here I get to practice that week, and my coach could tell Jason was a little down. And my coach came to me, and he encouraged me, put his arm around me and said, you've got a gift. You're still talented. You're good. You're going to do it. This is the importance of having a coach. A good coach always speaks life into you. A good coach sees you when you're down, and he tells you it's going to be okay when you're down. And that coach can lift you up and say the right thing to inspire and motivate you to be your best. So here we get to game number two. I see the lineup card made out. And my name wasn't at number one anymore. My name was at number six. My coach could tell I felt a little dejected. But he said this, Jason, it's not a demotion. I just want to take the pressure off of you. And I was like, take the pressure off of me? But I want the pressure. Put it on me. I'm the leadoff guy. No, you don't need that. You need to take the pressure off of you. So I said, you know what? It's all good. Because no matter what, I'm getting a hit today. I had it fixated in my mind. So it came time for me to hit my first at bat. I said, no matter what, I'm getting a hit. First pitch, whack, right up the middle. My first hit of my little league career was in my second game, and I was batting six with no pressure. See, some of us right now have been putting too much pressure on ourselves to succeed. We struck out so many different times, but we have the vision in our head of what we want to do. But all you need is somebody to say, hey, it's going to be all right. Settle down. Don't modify your vision. Just settle down. It's going to be OK. Because sometimes we get to places in our lives where the pressure just mounts, and it mounts, and it mounts. But all you need is one break. All you need is one good swing of the bat, and it will change your momentum forever.
The rest of that season, I had no more issues with getting hits. I had no more issues getting on base. If I struck out, it was no big deal. If I struck out, you know what? I'm going to get him next at bat. The importance of securing your vision is going to be key to you moving forward in your lives. Many people get deterred, though, with their vision. Many people get deterred on their surroundings because nothing is created without vision, positive or negative. Nothing is created without a vision. The Bible even declares without a vision, people perish. But think about this. Have you ever ran into anyone who always had a negative outlook on life? The sky is falling. The terrorists are coming. They're killing everyone in the neighborhood. The president hates me. I hate this person that they're bringing in in the Supreme Court. I hate this person who's doing this. I hate this person who's doing that. I just want to ask them, what is your vision? What is your vision? You see, nothing worthwhile can be created without a massive vision. So there you have it. Part one of the motivational meetup. Hope you guys got something out of that. Please shoot me an email. Jshep at the Let me know your thoughts. Let me know how you're going to create this massive vision for your life. Let me know if there ever been a time where you may have struck out and you wanted to get out of the game. You wanted to just stop doing what you were doing because you felt that a strikeout meant that your life was over. A strikeout meant that you were done and over with. But just like baseball, if you strike out today, you still got a game tomorrow. And some may say, well, the baseball season is going to end eventually. Well, listen, your life continues until the Lord takes your last breath away from you. So keep acting as if tomorrow is a brand new day. I've got brand new mercies. Every time I get up in the morning, I'm going to live to hit that home run. I'm going to live to excel. I'm going to live to get that right pitch and I'm going to get the right swing on the right pitch and I'm going to knock it out of the ballpark. Look, you're one swing away from all the momentum going in your favor. Just remember that you're one swing away. You're one swing away from striking gold. Think about the gold rush that happened back in the 1800s where everyone was rushing to California and people were trying to strike gold and people were hitting that rock. They were hitting the rock and they were trying to find the gold that were gonna lead them to riches. And some gave up right when they were one hit away. They were one swing away. They were one strike away. And here comes someone else that hits it that one time. And they took the riches that someone else had actually earned. It's time for you to keep swinging. Stay in the game. I hope you were inspired by this one today. I know I was. So we're going to be back again for the next episode of part two of the motivational meetup. If you would like the motivational meetup to come to your city, shoot me an email, jshep at therealjshep.com. You can follow me on Instagram at therealjshep. I want you guys to live an amazing life and have an amazing day. Peace and blessings.